Welcome you to the sports kingdom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pachalki. What's up, TP? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, but to be honest, I'm ready for some football. This whole FIFA, MLB, Big 3, JBA, basketball tournament, flag football, it's it's just not. You're not feeling it? You're not You're not it's liking. It's not cutting it. It's not enough. You're not anymore. liking what the dog days of summer has to offer? No, it's kind of all just, it's, a, it's, a, it's an attempt at it. It's not bad. All right. Well, before we start, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK show, or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. So Tyler, NBA free agency is still a hot topic, even though the market uh, for free agents gets smaller and smaller. Uh, Tyler has a great game that he uh, wants to play with me, some little uh, Laker trivia for me. Uh, and then I have a two-minute drill to close the show. But first, let's start with a recap of the TSK show takeover of Angel Stadium. So it was a, it was a fun night out at the ballpark yeah, with the it boys. Was. Yeah, it was. It, it turned out a crazy, crazy good. I mean, just getting up in those seats. I think we're what six rows off the field on the on the third base line. Yeah, well, I mean, we started up up in the nosebleeds. Oh yeah, we were definitely no, we were past the nosebleeds. Yeah, uh, up another section. Yeah, um, but it it just so happened the stadium was completely empty. I mean, yeah. the Angels are nowhere near first place right now. Mariners aren't pulling a huge crowd. No, Mariners. I mean, it's yeah, nah, makes sense when the Cleveland Browns are in town, no one's gonna come watch. <laughs> I love that comparison with yeah. you and the Mariners, yeah. with the Cleveland Browns. But uh, so we ended up, Corey wanted to go get a ball before the game started, and he made his way down there. You and Blake went with him. So we were with uh, two former uh, guests of the TSK show, Yep. Corey Golob and Blake Anthony. Yep. Uh, we were also with Derek Rainey and Brett was there. So Whole squad. Yeah, we got the whole crew there, and – so it started out, cutting it real close though. Got the golden road just in time yep. for a happy hour. Yep, that was a good time. Yep, beer, baseball goes together pretty well. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, no, it just worked. It just kept working out more and more once we got into game. Like we said, we moved up, and then bang, first inning. Yeah, first inning, Mariners hit a homer right to us. Three almost, run home run from almost, Mitch Haniger. Almost got the ball. Yeah, two rows in two rows in front of us. Yeah, it's just hilarious to me. We did we did offer the person who caught it twenty dollars, and they said it was his birthday, and we were like, "Nah, you can keep it." Yeah, no, I think we were fan favorites. We were surrounded oh, by a bunch of Angels fans. But a lot of Angels fans, but they were very nice. Didn't really. Also, shout out the Angels Stadium for being the most affordable stadium I've ever been to. Straight they, up, this is a this is a true story. You can get a hot dog and a can of beer for nine dollars and fifty cents. That is a I, true I, statement. I, yeah, I think that's the best. That's so far in my lifetime. That is the best deal in stadiums. Yeah, no, I mean it's a it's crazy the difference in prices at Dodger Stadium compared to Angel Stadium. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Golden Road being across the street is a, is a sweet setup. Literally across the street, we yeah. we all, we lucked out with the parking again. <laughs> yeah, somehow we got free parking right in front of the stadium. This <laughs> never happens. But yeah, no, it was a good time. I'm ready to go back. Well, I'm. Let's go to a Dodger game now. Oh yeah, let's. No. We'll make a Dodger game too, but Seattle, Seattle, and uh, Anaheim are in the same division, so it makes it easy. Oh yeah, no, and I mean, all the Mariners fans that were there had a good time after after the first hit or first inning, basically. Yeah, they were up three nothing, and it all fell apart. Yeah, classic. But anyway, so it was great to be at Angel Stadium, to see the Mariners and Angels play with the guys. Uh, we definitely, every time we go to a stadium, we document it. So if you haven't 
check out the video on Instagram at TSK show. Uh, go give it a like, all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, let's get into some NBA free agency right now. Uh, some signings that have happened since the last show. Uh, big one for Portland was they re-signed Yusuf Nurkic to lock him up for four years, $48 million. Yep. What do you think about that? That's smart. I mean, he's a good piece. He's a, he's a talented setter, and he's only getting better, so might as well lock him in because they don't know what their roster is going to look like here in a half a year. Yeah, and I mean, I think – I don't think Dame's gonna move this year. Uh, no, I don't think he. I don't think so either. But you never know; it could happen. Yeah. Uh, another one is Zach Levine re-signing with Chicago after matching Sacramento's offer sheet of four years, seventy-eight million. Yep. Seattle uh, guy getting paid, so I'm sure you'd love that. Yeah, it makes sense that uh, Chicago would match that offer. Yeah. No, and I he's mean he's part of their rebuilding process. Yeah, they they think he's part of the future. They think him, Lowry, Markkinen, they could make a good pairing. Yep, and then they just uh, they just drafted the Duke center. Um, oh yeah, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell Carter Jr. And he, yep, and they also have Chris Dunn. So yeah, they're looking all right as far as the future goes. They're a couple years out still, though. Yeah, and then someone who we thought might play their entire career with the same team. Yeah, that was a, that. This could be the weirdest move of. Tony Parker probably yeah. going to go back up Kemba Walker and Charlotte on a two-year, $10 million deal. Yeah, just a weird time because you just think, why wouldn't you not just end it? Um, but, yeah, he's going to move on. It's, it reminds me of when Patrick Ewing left the Knicks and played for the Sonics. It's just like, why didn't you just <laughs> – why should have just, just retired. It, yeah, just call it quits for the team that made you. Yeah. And then um, another one is Kyle O'Quinn signing a one-year deal one year deal. Uh, $4.5 million with Indiana. He's leaving the Knicks. Uh, kind of surprised that he didn't re-sign with the Knicks, to be honest. He's from New York. I think he's at a point where this is his last contract. So, um, probably, what would he get What he get money-wise? One year, four and a half. Yeah, that's probably the most he's going to get. Yeah. I mean, he's probably just got offered more by them than anybody. Yeah, and then uh, something we talked about last week on the show that was kind of in speculation and in talks, nothing official yet. But uh, Devin Booker signing that uh, rookie max extension, five years, $158 million. Yep. Uh, he got paid. Yep, yep. Deser and, and he's deserving because he's a, he's a top-tier caliber player. He's, a, he's, a, he's an all-star. Uh, you know, he's going to be an all-star for another five, to six, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah, I think within the next three to five years, he could potentially be a top-ten player in the NBA. Yeah, and, and I think he's also a guy that – could lead the league in scoring here in a year now. Oh, yeah. He's very much a volume scorer. Yep. And then Zaza Pachulia going to Detroit on a one-year $2.4 million deal. Bam, I've been talking about it. They're rebuilding the bad boys out there. <laughs> I'm rocking the Detroit Pistons jersey today. You are. You're wearing a big Ben Wallace jersey today. No, Pistons are my team in the East this year. I'm, I'm all You're rocking all, with them heavy? I'm all in, and Zaza just fits perfectly with these guys. So – our, our good friend Matt Hanley posted something on Facebook about the signing, and I commented on it. I was like, uh, Blake and Andre better watch out for him falling in practice. Yeah, nah, it'll be good. Zaza, hey, when he's on your team, you love him. When he's not, you hate him. Oh, yeah, definitely one of those kind of the guys. The Pistons are stoked that they don't have to play against him. Yeah, for sure. And now Kyle Anderson, he was in San Antonio. Uh-huh. Um, and then he was a restricted free agent this summer. Memphis offered him four years, $37 million. These are the kind of moves that top-tier franchises don't make. You're saying Memphis isn't a top-tier franchise? No, no. Yeah, okay. Definitely. No, no, I'm just, no, I'm just I, clarifying for the they're, people. No, these are kind of – this is what can hold franchises back. This isn't like one of those huge – like one of those – uh, salaries we were talking about last week where they're getting just completely overpaid. Um, this isn't like a massive overpaying, but when you have players like Kyle Anderson that you're paying like close to $10 million a year on a franchise you're trying to take to the next level, it's just like it's just such a waste of money because you can use that money for a couple veteran minimums or rookie contracts. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not giving Kyle Anderson 10 mil a year, 9 mil a year. Yeah, no, I I mean, he's had his moments in the yeah. league. Yeah, they're desperate. They're taking swings at players. No, Kyle Anderson's a good basketball player. I'm not saying that. But yeah, I just think these are the kind of these are the kind of moves that teams that can't get over the hump, you know, can't win a conference finals or get to a conference finals, 
um, this is the kind of moves they make. But also, I mean, I think this is also a sign of the times that of where we are in free agency in terms of the calendar. It's like that initial first yeah, explosion no, you gotta get, is over. No, they have to get what they can get now. And, yeah. And there's not much left. And they got to spend what they have to spend. Because, Overpaying, yeah. Because teams have to spend a certain amount of the cap. Yep. Yep, so it's, it's always when role players perform well, then people want to tend to overpay them. But they might just I, – I think most of the time they're where they're at. They're not getting any better. Yeah. So kind of a su- surprising move, I think, is this next one. Uh, Brooke Lopez signing a one-year $3.4 million deal with Milwaukee. Not surprising at all. I think this is a, a great move for both. Both both teams, uh, both parties, Brooke Lopez and the Bucks, won on this one. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. But I'm talking surprising in terms of the Lakers not re-signing Brooke because I thought the sentiment was that Brooke wasn't going to be willing to play for like $5.6 million, which is what the Lakers have left in cap space. Yeah. But then he goes around. And turns around and signs this some three point four million dollar deal with Milwaukee. Some people don't like LeBron, you know. Yeah, I guess some people don't like LeBron. Maybe he doesn't like where the team's going. Maybe he doesn't feel like he's part of the team. Um, he, I, he obviously went to the Bucks. I think for basketball reasons. I think Brook Lopez is still trying to get some things out of his prime. So uh, the Bucks are the best fit, for, one of the better fits for him in the league. Just because of the the way Giannis plays that, and you know all the other like slashers they have, he's gonna stand on the three point line on offense every play. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, so it opens up it opens up a team full of lengthy guys that aren't necessarily shooters. Now they have you know Chris Middleton can shoot, Brogdon's all right, but Brooks gonna step in there and be one of their best shooters immediately. Oh, for sure. Start immediately and then just open up the court more for Giannis to be working the paint. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, with spreading the floor and Brooke Lopez hanging out at the three-point line, let's yeah. let's not forget Brooke Lopez is a player who had zero rebounds in a game, and he's a center. And he's also a guy that was a you know, four-time All-Star and you know, been a 20-10 and 10 guy. So he, he, you never know what you're going get to out of, get out of Brooke Lopez. I mean, the, the, guy, the guy was a stud. I mean, what, first pick in the draft, right? Definitely a top pick. He yeah. might have been the first pick. Yeah, if and I the, and then, I can't remember off I the top of my head. And then I saw a stat: Giannis shot seventy four percent inside ten feet last year. Sounds about right. So you know, this is uh, I think this is a great pick for for each each party. And and the Bucks are now part of the mix in the East. It, there's oh, a, they're it, definitely in the mix. It, it, there's a great. It's not just Philly and Boston. It, there's like a handful of teams that are ready to roll. Oh, I mean, they were the sixth seed in the playoffs this past season. I could definitely see them jumping. And I think they underachieved, and they changed coaches midway yeah. through the season. So. I mean, I definitely could see them jumping to potentially maybe a four seed in the East. Yep. Having home court advantage in the first round. He's he's great. He's going to, you know, he'll give them 12 and 5 or some shit, but he's going to be, he's good for their system. They don't need a rim protector. They don't need a guy that's going to post up on the block. Yeah. They, they need to spread the court. Yeah. And now a reunion of sorts. Uh, Luke Richard and Bob Mute, former UCLA Bruin, coming back to Los Angeles for the second time. Yep. He'll be playing with the Los Angeles Clippers this year on a one-year $4.3 million deal. What do you, what do you make of this? Um, it's kind of uh, – it's, it's a good, you know, it's a good move for the Clippers because they just need players. You know, they're just yeah. kind of decimated as far as, like, losing players, losing talent. Um, most of their forwards are offensive-minded guys like Tobias and Gallo, so – Luke's a, Luke's a good fit for the Clippers. Yeah, and I mean he's he's had the chance. To, I think I think he's a guy that's kind of on his last one or two contracts. Yeah, definitely. He's going to be done. So he's also he's also been in a different culture and a different environment, and now with the Clippers in a rebuilding stage, and their team is pretty young. I think they might it might be somewhat of a locker room move. Yeah, no, he definitely could be a locker room move, and he and he probably wants to go home. Yeah. So a buddy of mine, his name's Eli. Uh, I went to Israel with him. He hit us up on Instagram at TSK Show, um, and he wanted to know what we thought of the Clippers draft picks and what kind of situation they're in right now as a franchise and as a team, what what our expectations are for them this year. So, I mean, they drafted uh, Shea Gil- Gilgis-Alexander and Jerome Robinson at 12 and 13 in the first round of the NBA draft this this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a 6'6 point guard with yep. a 6'11 wingspan. Yeah, he's a freak. 
Yeah. He's a freak athletically. But I've said it, and I've said this before about some guys coming into the league, the guys I'm always nervous about are the guys that don't have game. And I'm not sure what his game is. Yeah, I mean, he, he went he, to Kentucky. He's an he's a athletic freak. You, you want to assume that that translates on defense. So he's going to have great size at the point. Um, but what's his offensive game, you know? Yeah. And then they also got uh, Jerome Robinson. He's a 6'5 shooting guard. I think there's going to be room for both of them in the rotation this year for the Clippers. I think they both definitely are on the, you know, definitely on the team, definitely yeah. playing. Um, Jerome Robinson, though, he's kind of stuck. He's stuck behind, you know, four guards probably. But the this is a team that's like one of these guys is going to go down with an injury. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. I don't think the the team that starts the year and ends the year is going to be completely different. Uh, just because I assume that they're they're going to be outside looking in as far as the playoff picture um so they could start to play their young talent later in the year so jerome robinson i think is going to be one of those guys that starts out the year not really playing a ton and then by the end of the year he's gonna he be, could finish playing some minutes yeah yep and then shy i think they're really going to try and push push it with his development yeah definitely i mean they got guard they just re-signed avery bradley to a two-year deal they re they re-signed lou will in the middle of the season last year let's before we go back, I'm just going to say one thing about their draft. The okay. one, I think their draft, they're one of these teams that they passed up on Michael Porter Jr. twice. And it's gonna, they're going to regret it? It's a, it's, they're either going to look like geniuses, you know? They're going to be, everyone's going to be like, you know, passing up on them twice means that you were sure that you wasn't going to do it. Yeah. Or you're going to look like an idiot. Okay. So well, that's, that's I, I, so I think this kind of, this draft, it's like, yeah, Shy could end up being like a starting point guard and Jerome could end up being a good player. But they're hey. going to be – I'm compar- if I'm a Clippers fan, I'm comparing them to Michael Porter Jr. five years from now. Okay. All right. Hey, you're staying consistent with what you felt during the draft? Yeah, they just – they did it twice. So, it's like they're – It's a double whammy. And they did it right before he got picked. Uh, he got picked the next pick So 14. Yeah. So, you know, I think they were the the most surprising. Okay. But, so, like I said, they got Avery Bradley – They Yep. To, they re-signed him to a two-year deal. Who Avery and Shy? That is an it's it's such a great combination in a backcourt if they can play together um, with Avery's ability to stretch the court and then their defense um, at both guard positions. That's a that's a tough that's a Doc Rivers. That's uh, a Doc Rivers lineup. Yeah. And then Lou Will, obviously sixth man of the year. You know yep. what you're going to get from him. Yep, and Lou Will is going to be great for Shy because I assume they're going to end up starting Shy at the point, and Lou Will is going to be playing 30 minutes a game. So yeah. Shy won't have to play 30 minutes of point guard a game. Yeah, he won't get the brunt it, of the load. No, he'll probably be down more like 10 to 12 minutes of playing point guard. Yeah, they still got Danilo Gallinari. They still got Tobias Harris, Boban Marjanovic, and they just traded for Marcin Gortat. Uh, That's a solid front core, they have, like front line core. They're like – the, their team looks like LeBron just left. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? It's full of a bunch of role players that are kind of like good basketball players. It's not nothing's nothing's wrong. Yeah, with they've all guys. had their shine in the league. Yeah, but it's like this 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 ain't gonna do it. You know, G- Gallo and Avery are just extremely uh, injury prone. Um, got a couple of rookies in there, and it's just like Cortot's at the end. Um, Tobias is a good piece. Avery's a, Avery's a good piece if he can stay healthy. Um, yeah, and I, I think Marcin Gortat's going to do well for him. And they also have uh, they have a they have a good group of guys: uh, Milos, uh, Patrick Beverly, and uh, who was the other one? Um, Montrez Harrell. Yeah, all three of those guys can still come back to the team. I'm assuming they're not going to come back. I think they're all going to be lost to free agency, but they could all still come back still. Yeah, but I th- I think they're either and all that, restricted free agents or they have player options. So I mean, if the market yeah, dries yeah. up, they're, they, they could just there's like three days left before they have to like oh okay make the offer. Yeah, but I mean, I think with the competitiveness in the West, mm-hmm. I don't see them making the playoffs this year. No, they're gonna have one of these seasons where I think at December they're gonna look at a team, and if they're way out, you know, if they're, they're if it's not looking good, they're gonna start tanking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I definitely could see that. So, and I mean, as a Lakers, it's hard fi- to judge what their where their final position is because talent wise, they could be like the tenth team in the West, but they could end up being one of the worst. Yeah, and I mean, selfishly as a Laker fan, I think the tides are going to turn in 
obviously with the situation the Lakers are in now, the Lakers are probably going to make the playoffs this year. The Clippers are oh, yeah, not going to no. make the playoffs, and everything's going to go back to normal. Every, <laughs> exactly. Everything will be the, – the ship will be righted. Exactly. No, the Lakers are for sure going to have more wins. Um, it, the Clippers are – it's going to be interesting to see where they fall. They're going to be somewhere between, like, the 10th and 14th seed in the West. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me one bit. Yeah. But anyway, shout out Eli, Eli for the question. Yeah, no, I love, um, I love talking about the clip show. Yeah, I've always been a Clipper fan. <laughs> always been a Clipper fan. W- you wore the Elton Brand jersey to the to the Angel game because baseball sucks, and you know the Clippers aren't necessarily the best. <laughs> and I'm watching the Mariners, so it's like whatever. But yeah, if if any other listeners out there wanna want us to talk about whatever you guys have on your mind let us know facebook twitter yeah. instagram at tsk show yeah, it was good not talking about the lakers or the seahawks or someone you know yeah, someone like, new someone yeah new. give us give us some some new new breath yeah but all right so you got some lakers trivia for me yeah is that where we're at now nice. yeah this is exactly where we're at all right dope yeah so i got eight questions i w- it was originally nba trivia but then i just the Lakers stuff started rolling, so I decided to go with that. I came up with eight questions, eight for Kobe, of course. Um, so I'm going to start it out with a Kobe question. Now, okay. not I think this is this is basically the only Kobe question, but uh, it's a good one. Okay. Na- can you name every All Star teammate Kobe's ever played with? All Star teammate. And yep. And I'm going to clarify when I say All Star teammate, I mean him and Kobe played in the all-star game together it was no, has to be a laker as a laker so like meta world peace for example right. was a laker er, right but he his all-star years were not with the lakers so Got that it. doesn't count okay it's only guys that kobe and this guy played in the all-star game together. okay so um i can tell you how many but if you want to take a stab at it first Let's let's see how many I can get yeah, off the exactly. top, and then yeah, yeah, tell me how many more I got to go. You know, two or three, I think you'll just get you know like that. So. Yeah. Okay. So Shaq. Yep. Pow. Yep. Bynum. Yep. Pa- so Bynum only one year. Yeah. And he only played five minutes. Yeah. Started. There was a year that all three of them made it together. Bynum, Pow, and Kobe. Yeah, that must have been 2012 because that was Bynum's one All Star. Yeah. Then. Nick Van Axel. There we go. Eddie Jones. Yep. This is the exact same name that Brett got stuck on. That's <laughs> so good. Well, because there was a year also where they had four All Stars. Yeah, it was Shaq, Eddie, Kobe, Nick yep. Van Axel, Eddie Jones. Yep. So I figured I the those th- I figured you'd get those right those guys. This this is the hardest one. So I asked myself this: How many more do I have left? You got one more. I have one more. You got one more. Uh, this is the and remember when I said I I wrote down the answer. Yeah, this is the, the one re- you got wrong. This this was the one guy I didn't I didn't know. This is a weird this is a weird one. It's a weird one. It's only it, it's it's a weird one. Yeah, you got to say one name though. Can I can I get an era? Well, I mean it's with Kobe. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's 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 like there are two Kobe eras. Yeah, it's the, it was it eight it's or twenty. It's the twenty four era. It's twenty four era. Yeah, the twenty four era. Oh man, I just don't even think this name comes up. In people's I'm going to tell you. I, see, I want to say somebody, but I don't think he was ever an All Star. Say it. Was it Lamar? Nope. Nope. It was Dwight. Dwight. Dwight, dude. Hilarious, I don't right? see. Okay. Because he played that one year and just and so Dwight and Bynum, uh, Dwight Bynum, Van Exel, and Eddie Jones were all. It was one, all one time. And then multiple with Shaq and Powell. Right. Okay. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's it. And it, it, like I said, it's a weird one, and no one ever thinks of that. Like people basically forgot that he ever even played for the Lakers. Well, yeah, and but here's here's another. Th- well, no. And you would assume that he played bad that year. Yeah. But he was the starting center for the West. Wow. Yep. All right. That's a good one, right? Yeah, no. I That's mean, what I mean, I like I figured you would get most I was of them, pretty com- Dwight, I was Dwight, I was confident with all of the other ones because D- Dwight and Bynum were the two that were surprising and I ended up guessing Bynum, but it was more of a true guess. It was not like I knew Bynum no, was No, because 2012 was Bynum's last year. That was the year we were supposed to win the title again. Yep. Oh yeah. 
And then we went and bought the team with Nash yeah. and Dwight. Yeah, that was the year he elbowed J.J. Barea when they lost to the Mavs in yeah, the playoffs. I mean, I mean, the Lakers went back-to-back years with the starting center. Like, 2012 was Bynum, 2013 was Dwight. Yeah. So, But uh, I was confident on Shaq and then... Powell, Nick Van Axel. Nick Van Axel and Eddie Jones because Eddie Jones, Nick Van Axel, Shaq, and Kobe was the same year... Kevin Garnett threw the lob to Kobe, and Kobe threw the lob to Kevin Garnett. Oh, yeah. That was a great time. That's one of my favorite four all-star um, combos. I'm pretty sure that was 98. I'm pretty sure that was at MSG. Yeah, there's only been, like, three or four times that's ever happened in, like, my lifetime. Yeah, it was like... Maybe, probably back in the day it happened, but... Well, the four all-stars, it's them. The Hawks, the Celtics. The Celtics, and then the the Pistons, the Ben Wallace, the, Rasheed Wallace, Chauncey Billups, yeah. Rip Hamilton. Yep, and then the Hawks from like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the, those are the four. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next question. Next Laker question. What's the, I, and this is multiple. This one's multiple choice. Okay. So the most wins in a in a season in your lifetime. Okay. Do you know it off top? I know it's in the sixties. Yeah. Okay. So a a sixty five, b sixty seven, c sixty nine. First one off the top, the first number that came to, to my head was 67. So 67. Yep, you're right. Yeah. But the most wins in franchise history is 69. Yeah. This is in 71. Yeah, 71, 72 was nice. when they. All right. I was, I was trying to trick you there. Didn't no, work. No, yeah. Got it. All right. No, the first number that came to my head legitimately was 67. All right, here's a good one. This is, I like this question. Um, I got, it's a multiple choice. There's four names. Okay. Who, which one of these names never played for the Lakers? Ooh. Okay. Okay. So we got A, Sam Bowie, the famous player selected ahead of Michael Jordan. Okay. Um, B, Monty Williams, the former Pelican Hornets head coach. Okay. C, J.R. Ryder, a.k.a. Isaiah Ryder. The I former, know he played for, for the Lakers because dun- Kobe busted his ass in practice every day. Former dunk contest champ. <laughs> and then D, Dennis Rodman, former champ with the Bulls and Pistons. I know Dennis Rodman played for the Lakers. I know J.R. Ryder played for the Lakers. You're throwing me off with Sam Bowie and Monty Williams. Those are good ones. Those are good ones, right? I did my research on this one. Uh, Dennis Rodman was kind of like my throwaway. Like, I'm, yeah. I figured you knew that. I'm actually pretty surprised that you were just like, I knew J.R. Ryder played for the Lakers because he only played like 50 games. Yeah, and, but there's a famous J.R. Ryder Kobe story. Yeah, that, yeah that's funny. So, all so right. yeah, A, Sam Bowie, B, Monty Williams. Oh man! Never a Laker. See, I thought of so many random people uh, to, as like my, you know. I'm gonna go Monty Williams. Yep, you're right. Monty <laughs> Let's Williams. go. Sam Bowie played played a year for played a year for the Lakers in like '94. Yeah, because Sam Bowie, it's not that like he got like injured the first year and like never played basketball again. Like he had like a longer he had, career. He had a career. He I, just never amounted to what he th- would have been as a number one draft pick. Yeah, and I looked at this, because there's about four years he was riddled with injuries. One yeah. year that he missed completely. One year he played only five games. Yeah. Um, but I saw, like, his sixth or seventh year in 1989, he played for the Nets, and he averaged, uh, like, 13 and 10. Hey. Yeah. He averaged s- a double-double in the NBA. Yeah, pretty solid. All right. Yeah. That's a good one. There All you right. go. You're on right now. Yeah. All right. How many times have the Lakers missed the playoffs in your lifetime? In my lifetime? Yep, multiple choice. A, 5, B, 6, or C, 7. Okay. 5, 6, or 7? Yep. Since you're, since you've been born. Six. Yep. Yeah. Yep, just the one with Kobe. And yeah. In the nine in your your age in the nineties, they yeah. made it every year. Yeah. Seven was like a year before the the one they missed was like a year before you were born. See, it I was I almost said seven because I, I kinda thought you were gonna say seven. Because it's been five year the past five years has been since Kobe's Achilles injury and we got knocked out of the first round of the playoffs and that was when like Kobe got hurt before the playoffs, but we still made the playoffs. And we didn't have him for the entire first round, and then we yeah. lost in the first round. Yep. So, okay, yeah. That was six. a good one. Yep. I thought I thought you might have said seven, but you, you stayed cool there. All right. So I'm at well, I'm I'm at like ninety nine point eight percent right now. Yeah. No. I mean the Dwight one. That's that one wasn't like a one point answer. Yeah. 
Well, because uh, the reason why I thought it was going back to that one, the reason why I thought it was Lamar was because that was the year he won six man of the year. I thought he was one that I thought actually was an all star too. So, um, all right. And this one, this is multiple choice. Uh, how many guys in your lifetime for the Lakers have averaged 20 a game? Uh, Average 20 a game? Yep. Two, three, or four? Two, three, or four. And then bonus question if you can name them all. Well, I know two. Two are Kobe and Shaq. So two, three, or four? I'm going to go three. Yep. Can you name them? Can you name the third? I'd be crazy impressed if you could name the third. Can I name the third from 94 to 2018? Yeah. 20 points? Yep. I, I, oh, when, when I asked myself this question, I had like – I had five guys on my list. You had five? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Which, obviously, it wasn't because the three options are two, three, and four. But Okay. But I, I did have the three guys. But there were two guys that I thought averaged 20 that did not. Oh, man. But this is, like, someone that I'm a fan of. So It's someone you're a fan of? It's someone I'm a fan of, but that I just I would still be extremely – so, like, I, that's why I wasn't surprised I knew it. But if you know it, that would be crazy. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of which part of yeah. Well, uh, you okay. okay. He didn't play for Phil Jackson. He didn't not. He did not play for Phil Jackson. He did not play for Phil Jackson. If that helps. Okay. So there's two kind of. He played for Del Harris, or he played for. Well, and you have the new guys too. Yeah, you, he either played or Rudy Tomjanovich or yeah, Rudy T was a cool name to see <laughs> pop up. But I was looking through all the Lakers stuff. I was like, damn, I forgot about that. He and he didn't even coach a full season. Frank nah. Hamlin took over. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, you're obviously just taking a guess, right? Get, yeah, I, I'm taking throw, it. Throw throw a good one in there. I'm gonna say Powell. Pow, nope, dude. Pow, although God. when I was when I was looking through Pow's numbers, he was extremely consistent his first five years. Oh, I know. He averaged between eighteen point seven and eighteen point nine every year. Yeah. Like within point two, like the, what the fuck? Okay, give me another hint. Um, nineties. Nineties. Nineties era. Nick Van Axel. Nope. That was that was an, that was one of my. Vlade. That was one of the five guys. Nope. Uh, Cedric Sabalas. Shut up. Yeah, Cedric Sabalas actually averaged twenty for the Lakers three years in a row. He, when I when wow. I looked at, when I looked at his um, Laker career, I was like, this is the Nick Young of the nineties. That's who <laughs> this guy was. He came in, he was like a good player, but he's not like a, a star. He just came in and just busted buckets for the team when they were down. <laughs> like he, yeah, he he played for them post Magic pre Shaq. Oh man. So that was that was. So uh, he was their guy. When I was like two years old. Yeah, yep. He played with super young Nick Van Exel and all those guys. So, all right. Next question. Now, this is kind of like, you know, there's the obvious part of it and then there's like a more detailed part of it. But who was traded for Shaq? Who was traded for Shaq? Yep. He signed as a free agent. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, you're talking from the heat to the heat? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Who, who was traded? Like, who do we get for Shaq? Lamar Odom, Brian Grant. Cron Butler. Okay, so and then do you, and then there was two picks. Do you happen to know who the, how the picks turned out? I know. Okay, so I don't. I just don't remember what. I round they okay, were in. so I figured you. Yeah, I figured you could be able to get those three. I didn't think you'd get this part. Okay. But the first round pick that they got was Jordan Farmar. Oh, was is it Jordan Farmar and Andrew Bynum? No, no. Uh, but Jordan Farmar was the first. The second round pick was someone that never played for the Lakers. Just, who? It it was a guy they traded. They traded uh, the second round pick they got. They traded to Dallas for a guy in the draft that was named J.R. Panock, who never okay. never played for the Lakers. Okay, Jordan, you got you got the part that I thought like the real question. Yeah, a lot of these had the bonus part. Like I like these, I mean? but no, but I like the bonus parts. Yeah, because there's a little more detail. In yeah, them. all right. These no Jordan Farmer, twenty fourth overall pick in the NBA draft. Yeah, something, something like that. Yep, he, he was uh, the Heat's pick, so they were pretty good that year. Straight out of the Valley, a one eight, Taft High School. Now these these two are pretty. I just wanted to make it eight questions. These kind of are throwaway questions. If you, could, I think you'll get. So this is question seven and eight. Yeah, I think you'll get. I think you'll get eight, seven. If you get it, that'd be pretty impressive. Uh, starting five the year you were born. Who were the Lakers starters when you were born? In nineteen ninety four. Yep. I couldn't tell you that. 
I think it, I think I picked the ninety four ninety five season. I couldn't tell you that. Well, come on. I, I think you could. I think you could do better than you think. Nick Van Axel, Eddie Jones. Okay. Vlade. Okay. We we just talked about Cedric Sabalas. <laughs> I was like, if he doesn't get this one, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> All right, so those Cedric Sabalas. Okay, so you got four out of the five. The fifth one, I doubt you'll get, but that who's it, the fifth? Eldon Campbell, who's a, Ooh, okay. a, good, a good player. Oh no, yeah, uh, but yeah, that was the starting five the year you were born. Was, All right, was Van Exel, Eddie Jones, Cedric Sabalas, Vlade, and Eldon. All right. All right. Who's the start? Who's the starting five the year you graduated high school? 2012. 2012. So the 2011-2012 season. Yep. My senior year. Yeah, of high yeah. School. Like when you graduated. Yeah, because the basketball season would be okay. in the second part of your Yeah. Andrew Bynum, Pau Gasol, Metal World Peace, Kobe Bryant. Oh, who's the point guard? 2012. Who was the point guard in 2012? I'm disappointed. D Fish? Yep. Oh, okay. Of course. All right. D Fish. I was I couldn't remember if he if he Left, left yeah for that couple of years no, yeah no, that was like earlier like 2007 so he went he went to oklahoma city in 2013 yeah because that was the year they went to the finals and they got nash yeah yep. okay that was where i got confused all right yep. yeah you're good cool you did pretty good yeah no hey there's, all, there's very small details that you didn't know I'd, I'd say cedric sabalas dwight howard <laughs> and and uh and eldon campbell that's pretty good hey definitely not not bad. Definitely not. Um, what's the uh, hometown names? What is it? The what? The homers? No. It's like an expression of like a knowing somebody. I'm blanking. Oh, I don't know. Oh, this is bad. The, the I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, should move on. Yeah, <laughs> we're moving on because I got a I got a two minute drill. Okay, let's do it. All right. The Home Run Derby participants were announced on Wednesday. Oh, my God. <laughs> Among the participants are host Washington National Bryce Harper and Dodgers stud Max Muncy. Tyler. And no one else. Well, no. There's other people. That... There's a guy. You want me to name these guys? No, no. I'm, no. Let me ask the question, oh, man. Oh, my God. I'm starting over. The Home Run Derby participants were announced on Wednesday among... The participant um, among the participants are host Washington National Bryce Harper and Dodger stud Max Muncy. Tyler, what is your favorite All Star Weekend event? Doesn't matter the sport. Favorite All Star Weekend event doesn't matter. Yeah, so we're we're talking like home run derby, skills challenge, dunk contest, three yeah, point I mean, contest. Probably, probably uh, they probably have to be the the three point contest. Okay. Yeah, See? yeah. Just because the dunk contest is like it's. I, I probably liked four out of ten dunk on you know on average like just don't normally it's not normally that entertaining but the three point contest is always dope it's just because pure shooters yeah and I've you know and I grew up playing basketball so I know you know exactly what they're doing and the circumstances and stuff and they're making that show look easy yeah okay yeah so see you didn't think I was gonna go there no no the home run derby's good though yeah no I love the home run derby the home run derby's a good one I. To me, because but I of grew up with Griffey in the '90s, so yeah, the home run derby was easy to like. Yeah, I mean, to me, right now with how watered down the NBA dunk contest has been, I definitely like watching the home run derby now more than the dunk contest. Because I mean, who doesn't love yeah. just seeing? Yeah, no, I probably agree with that. Yeah, the dunk contest is not very high on my list. Interesting. I like celebrity games. Celebrity, celebrity game. games are fun. The celebrity games are always cool to me, like the softball one that they do yep. and the NBA one. The NBA um, one's always fun to watch. The NFL really just doesn't have anything to offer. And I, I bet I bet hockey has some entertaining shit. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what they do, but they, so I, I bet they have this, some. Hockey actually changed the way they do their actual all-star game, and it's like a three-on-three, -three, like King of the Hill type tournament. Yeah, that's like a popular three-on-three is a big game in hockey. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I'm pretty sure they do, like, a skills challenge where they have, like, yeah, obstacles yeah, on the ice and yeah, stuff. Yeah, see, that stuff, because I can't skate, I'll just be like, oh, my God, that's yeah. crazy. All right, next question. There are rumors going around that Minnesota Timberwolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves and Carl Anthony Towns are in ongoing talks about a max extension. There have been rumors about Jimmy Butler not being happy with the younger players in Minnesota and maybe teaming up with Kyrie in the East next year. 
as well as uh, trade speculation this offseason for Jimmy Butler. Does this mean the Timberwolves are choosing Cat over Jimmy, and do you think that's the right move for the Timberwolves? Well, it's definitely the right moves for the Timberwolves, and I definitely think they're choosing Cat over Jimmy. Um, and, you know, I agree with their, their management. I think they have to focus on pleasing Carl Anthony Towns before they work on, you know, Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler hasn't been there as long. He's older. He's in the prime now. Carl Anthony Towns is only on the rise right now. He's possibly the best big man in the league. Yeah, at um, his age, too. At his age, yeah, exactly. So I think, I mean, really only like Ann Davis is ahead of him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're doing what they need to do. Got it. I, I would be trying to max. They're going to be lucky if they can get a max extension out of Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, because I, I think, definitely agree with I that. I think he leaves if he has any shot at leaving. Yeah, I mean, I definitely could see Phoenix making a play for him but, because him know, and Devin they, Booker are best give, friends. But, you know, on, on the other hand, they've given Garnett and Kevin Love max deals. They gave Garnett a, a record deal, um, and it, it's never worked out for them. So, they, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next question. You, in my opinion, are the king of jerseys. You're wearing a big Big Ben Wallace jersey right now. Yeah. I'm wearing one of your jerseys right now. It's a yeah. C-Web Warriors jersey, yeah. which is fucking fire. Champion. Yeah. What are your top five favorite jerseys oh, that nice. you own? I've thought about this. So, oh, that I own? That you own. Oh, that I own? Okay. That's you. I mean, if you also have a list of top five yeah, jerseys no, that no, you like. No, I, th- no. I, I think about the top five jerseys all the time. But uh, – it, but if it's the one I own, then that's a little different because those are like specific players. I, like my favorite top five jerseys are like the, the style of it. Right. Not, no, we could not, do, we could do those top five too if you no, want. No, that that would take too long. Um, the top five that I got number one hands down is the black Iverson um, Philadelphia jersey. That's just okay. kind of like the iconic jersey of the time. I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got to say my green Sean Kemp jersey. Cause the first jersey I ever got, I was like seven years old when I got yeah, it. Yeah. That one's dope. Um, it, uh, even though I can't wear it, uh, I got to say my blue Jermaine curse jersey for the Hawks, just because, um, I played against him in high school. Then he, you know, went to the university of Washington. He played for the Seahawks, won a Super Bowl with them. Um, so I really like that jersey. On top of that, my gray Marshawn Lynch jersey that has a Super Bowl patch on it. That's tight. Um, that's That jersey is cool because of the patch, you know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously that embodies the era of that, that Seahawks team. Um, and then the fifth one has got to be my black Kobe jersey. It's, All right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The, you know, the the Iverson one, the Kemp one, I – I I can wear the Iverson one. It's a little small, but I can still. I'm wear I'm pretty it. sure you wore it in the in the yeah. in the video last yeah. week. Yeah, yep. And but the the Kemp one's too small. I can't wear it. It's the kids' jersey. It's, yeah. It's like a kids' large. <laughs> All right. What's your what's your favorite like just style jersey? Just your number one. The red blazers. The red blazers one. Yep. And I have a red blazers one, but I would never say it's in my top five because of the player. I'm going to say it for you, Rudy Fernandez. Yeah, I got a Rudy Fernandez trail. But I bought it because the Laker, that Blazers jersey is like my, you know, the the red Blazers jersey and the black Sixers jerseys are like my two favorite jerseys okay. ever. And I bought it because I worked at Champs at the time and it was like eight bucks. Because, huh. you know, he had been traded. he had been on clearance for like a year. He'd played for like three other teams by then. Oh, man, that's so funny. And I just got it because it was the red Blazers. I love, yeah. I love that it says Blazers on it. Yeah, you that's know, tight. You know what I mean? It's a good one. Yeah. All right, that's tight. Yeah. A lot of people, I think the two most popular are the Pinstripe Chicago and the Pinstripe Orlando. To me, that's like the two that everybody loves. Oh, my, my favorite one is, and even though he never played in it, but the Vince Dinosaur one. That's my favorite jersey of all time. Vince played in the dinosaur. He did? Oh, yeah. He did the dunk contest in the dinosaur. Or no, he no, did, he did the dunk he, contest he in the black and purple one. No, but he was drafted in the dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Him, and, him and McGrady both wore it. Okay. Yeah, well, that that's one's... A, that's a good one, too. That's another That one's super, my favorite. Super popular one. But, like, the other good ones, you know, like, the football ones to me are the black uniforms. Like, the black Ravens. Yeah, the black that, Eagles. Yeah. Uh, um, so, like, the black Michael Vick jersey is a big one for it me. It goes hard. That, that one's probably my... Actually, I'd probably put the black Michael Vick one over uh, the Jermaine one. But okay. That's... Uh, or over Sean Camp, really. Okay. But, yeah, the black, the black football ones are, are the best ones. And then, like, the White Raiders is just clean as hell. Yeah. I always like that one. Yeah. All right. Fourth question. Kawhi Leonard is still a San Antonio Spur. 
like like I said last week, I still think that besides the Lakers, Boston and Philly could make a deal for Kawhi. You think it'll be a more random team similar to Paul George OKC scenario. Yep. If you were San Antonio, would you accept a trade from Boston that was Kyrie Irving for Kawhi Leonard straight up? Now, hear my premise. Kyrie Irving is potentially going to be a free agent next year. Kawhi Leonard is going to be a free agent next year. It's not for sure that Kyrie resigns with Boston. There are rumors, like I said earlier, yeah. with him and Jimmy Butler teaming up in the East somewhere. Yep. Kawhi Leonard isn't guaranteed yep. to resign with whatever random team he might get traded to unless he gets traded to the Lakers. Would you do a one year rental swap Kyrie LeBron? Yeah. Or Kyrie Kawhi yeah, Leonard. Yeah, one hundred percent without hesitation. If I was the Spurs, I would because Kawhi is for sure walking. Yeah. And it's like Kawhi, you you or you bring in Kyrie, um all of a sudden, you know, they're they're all already a playoff team and then all of a sudden with Kyrie, I think, you know, they could do some real damage with Pop's yeah. coaching. And I think Pop has a better chance at talking in Kyrie to staying rather than hundred percent Kawhi. I think Kawhi's gone. Okay. No matter what. So yeah. it's like Got to go with Kyrie in that scenario. Plus, I think Ky- Kyrie is like arguably a top five player in the league. He's right there. He's not. Yeah, like he's on. I'd five, say five, he's on to the ten, five to yeah. ten. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I would definitely do that. That's deal a good as well. question, though. I think that would probably be pretty down the middle. But I think when you because I feel it, like that. I feel like talent wise, even talent like, wise, they're. I think they're on the same boat. Both right. Off That's what I'm injury, saying. Like I think top. on paper, Kawhi for Kyrie straight up. No, no injuries, barring health, all of that stuff. Would be That's fair. a pretty solid trade. Yeah, injury or no injury, just so happens they're. Well, yeah, they're both pretty hobbled. Yeah, they both just happen to be coming off an injury, but yeah, like like you said, I think 100% healthy. That's that's a square trade. You're kind of just trading, you know. Yeah. Apples and apples at that point. Yeah. All right. Last question, plain and simple. Where does Carmelo Anthony end up? Um, I think he's gonna end up in Houston. In Houston. Yep. Okay. It, yeah, which it's not gonna. I, I'm with. Uh, I saw Michael Rappaport go off on how the <laughs> Rockets are done, and I'm. I agree. Yeah. I, I don't think the Rockets are going back to the Western Conference Finals. No, I mean I keep saying it. Lakers, Warriors, Western Conference Finals this year. Yep. They just. Uh, um, you know, they got rid of all their their wing defense. They got rid of all their perimeter defenders, all the guys that guard the the threes and the fours kevin durant lebron james yeah they got rid of all those guys ariza luke richard and bob mute um yeah they're, now, they're left with now, pj tucker and now you want to bring in carmelo it's just like i don't know if that's going to work out I, I i just don't think i think he's going to end up in houston but i don't think it's going to matter houston could houston could be a top two seed in the west but they're not making it to the western conference finals yeah, they're, no. they're not. They're not better than the Warriors, and they're not beating LeBron in a seven-game series because they have no one to guard him. Agreed. So that's kind of that. That's where I feel the Rockets are at. Okay. Yeah. Real quick, we uh, to go back to Kawhi for a second. We talked. We talked about it a little bit before we started reco- recording. What do you think about Toronto being the favorites in Vegas for Kawhi now? Yeah, that's that's more of where I think he's going to go. That's the teams that we're not thinking of. Um, they're going to be able to offer. San Antonio, what other teams can, can't. I don't think Boston and Philly are trying to give up, or, or L.A., Boston, Philly, L.A., I don't think they're trying to give up their future pieces for no. Kawhi. Toronto think, has more established talent. I think, I think the, the Spurs have to take the best offer, and those three teams are not going to give them the best offer. These, like, these scenarios where people are rolling out like four names from these you know Celtics, Sixers, Lakers, yeah. they're not going to do that. No. They're not – why would why would you trade Jason Tate and why would you trade Kyrie Irving for Kawhi? You know what I mean? That just doesn't make sense. Along with the other players. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Toronto, you know, is is a team that they could possibly offer. You know, if you send a Serge Ibaka and you know uh, whoever else, you know, all those second year players, if they draft picks, they start stacking it up. They could offer something better than what the other guys are offering. Yeah, I mean, I would I would think that. For San Antonio to go through with a deal with Toronto, Toronto would have to give up probably either Kyle Lowry or DeMar DeRozan. And then it becomes a question, does Toronto want to pair Kawhi with Kyle Lowry or DeMar DeRozan? Got to be DeRozan. I would say DeRozan as well. I would give up Kyle Lowry instead of DeRozan. I think if they had the choice, that's what they would do. 
Yeah. So, all right. Yep. Cool. You got any shout-outs before we get out of here? Yes, sir. Nate Robinson, 34 years young, dual-sport athlete, uh, playing in the big three for Tri-State, averaging 11 points a game. Games only go to 50. Pretty uh, cool. Playing for the American Flag Football League, that the tournament that wins a million dollars. Playing for Hold That. Playing with Matt Barnes, Carlos Boozer, uh, Taj Boyd, and Jimmy Clausen are the quarterbacks. All on the same team? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Ta- Taj Boyd and Jimmy Clausen are playing quarterback for him. That's pretty solid. Three NBA players. Um, and then I, he also had Uncle Drew premiere in theaters on June 29th. So shout out Nate Rob, man. He's doing it all. He's got, a, he's got a movie in theaters. He's, he's playing, you know, in some kind of like second tier professional leagues. Um, yeah, but I mean, he, he and was, he's playing big time for the teams he's playing for. He was, I mean, this past season, he was lobbying to try and get himself back in the NBA. So, I mean, he was trying knows? to get him into the NFL. In, into the NBA too. Yeah, it's like this time last year he was trying to get into the NFL. Yeah, I remember they the Seahawks brought him in for a workout or something. Yep, that was just basically being nice. Yeah, Seattle guy right there. Yep. But all right, my shout out this week is to Matt Kemp, Kenley Jansen, and Ross Stripling for being announced as All Stars this year for the Dodgers. Matt Kemp and Kenley Jansen, Kenley Jansen were voted in, and Ross Stripling is replacing. Uh, Miles Mikolas of the Cardinals because he's scheduled to start on Sunday. So kind of a little love tap for Ross Stripling to get in there. Uh, This is Kenley's third straight all-star game. Matt Kemp is going to be one of the starting outfielders. And since the Dodgers were in the World Series, Dave Roberts is the manager for the National League team. Uh, So shout out to the Dodgers that made the all-star team this year. And good luck to Max Muncy in the home run derby. Yep. So, yeah. All right. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at The Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show in the search bar. Don't Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK Show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. That's it for this episode of the TSK Show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Peace. Later.